Hello everyone and welcome to our Threshold podcast. We are so happy that you have taken time to join us today and we pray that you will be absolutely encouraged by the plethora of messages and encouraging words that we share here in our church. Threshold is a family of believers based in East Riding of Yorkshire in the wonderful city of Hull and our head pastors are Pastor Deborah and Philip Banda. Be blessed. enjoying this series, you know, partakers of the prophetic grace. It's been awesome. Um, the first Sunday, Pastor Bright took us through restoration. And last week's Sunday, Pastor Phil was preaching. And there was something he said that really caught my attention. And it's that when God reveals an aspect of himself to you or a nature of himself to you, say, for example, God reveals that he's a provider He doesn't just stop there. He continues to reveal himself as a provider to you. And that's just amazing. For me, my testimony is that God has been revealing his goodness and his mercy, which is just his favor. He's been revealing his favor to me. And I'm so glad that it doesn't just stop there, that God is not just going to show me his favor one time, but it's for a lifetime. Just like his word says, your goodness and your mercy, it follows me all the days of my life. Amen. Amen. Right, so today I shall be sharing a message called It Shall Come to Pass. I want you guys to say that. I always see people do that, so I'm going to do that. Can you guys just say, It shall come to pass? It shall come to pass. Amen. Amen. It shall come to pass. Say it like you actually believe it. I don't know what the it is, but it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. Amen. So, can we please turn to 2 Kings verse 4, and we'll be reading from verse 8 to 37. Are we there? So, 2 Kings verse 4. From verse 8 to 37. I'm reading the English Standard Version. I imagine we're there now, so I'm just going to read. And it says, One day Elisha went on to Shunem, where a wealthy woman lived, who urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed that way, he would turn in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, Behold, now I know that this is a holy man of God who is continually passing our way. Let us make a small room on the roof with walls and put there for him a bed, table, a chair, and a lamp so that whenever he comes to us, he can go in there. One day, one day he came there, and he turned into the chamber and rested there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shunammite. When he had called her, she stood before him, and he said to him, say now to her, see, you have taken all the trouble for us. What is to be done for you? 
would you have a word spoken on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, what then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, well, she has no son and her husband is old. He said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway and he said, at this season, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, <laughs> I have a feeling she doesn't laugh there, like seriously. No, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your servant. But the woman conceived and she bore a son about that time, the following spring, as Elisha has said to her. Verse 18. When the child had grown, he went out one day to his father among the reapers. And he said to his father, Oh, my head, my head. The father said to his servants, Carry him to his mother. And when he had lifted him and brought him to his mother, the child sat on her lap till noon, and then he died. And she, and she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, and shut the door behind him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys that I may quickly go to the man of God and come back again. And he said, why will you go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. She said, all is well. Then she saddled the donkey and she said to her servant, urge the animal on. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Camel. When the man of God saw her coming, he said to Gehazi, his servant, Look, there is the Shunammite. Run at once and meet her and say to her, Is all well with you? Is all well with your husband? Is all well with the child? And she answered, All is well. And when she came to the mountain to the man of God, she caught hold of his feet and Gehazi came to push her away. But the man of God said, leave her alone. She is in bitter distress and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. Then she said, did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, do not deceive me? He said to Gehazi, Tie up your garments and take my staff in your hand and go. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not reply. And lay my staff on the face of the child. Then the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the face of the child but there was no sound or sign of life. Therefore, he returned to meet him and told him, the child has not awakened. When Elisha came into the house, he said to the child, sorry, when Elisha came into the house, he saw the child laying dead on his bed. So he went in and shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Then he went up and laid on the child. Putting his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands. And as he stretched himself upon him, 
the flesh of the child became warm. Then he got up again and walked once back and forth in the house and went up and stretched himself upon him. Then the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. Then he summoned Gehazi and said, call the Shunammite. So he called her. And when she came to him, he said, pick up your son. She came and fell at his feet, bowing to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. Amen. Isn't that just an awesome story? It is such a beautiful story. It speaks of hope. It speaks of restoration. It speaks of how the word of God goes forth and it does accomplish what it's been sent to do. Regardless of the situation in the middle, the child actually died. Before I before we go a little, a little bit further into this, um, I'm going to invite Benny, and Benny's just going to share a testimony, a story, um, which is in line with what we're going to be looking at today. Um, it's in line, and yeah. On that note, can you please nicely just welcome Benny? Um, thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> um, so Valerie asked me to um, share about how we ended up in Hulk. Um, and basically, I think it was in 2017, we all, I moved back to Hull and I stayed for, I think, about three months or so. And during that time, you know, I'd applied for a job and... Um, I was offered a role down south in um, Guildford. And so, yeah, so I decided, I was talking through it with Pastor Phil and Auntie Debbie. Like, you know, this opportunity has come up and it looks great, but I found out we have a service in Hull called Renew. And basically what they do is um, a similar thing to what, what I was going down, down south to do. It was just that it would be in um, a different environment with a different client group. And so anyway, um, after like talking it through, praying it through, um, I decided, okay, I'll take the step and I'll, I'll go. At the time, you know, there was a lot of things going on in terms of understanding, um, yeah, just, just things personally um, with Luther and, and just life in general. So anyway, we moved down south, and I think I'd said to Valerie, um, in a year's time, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to work there at Renew. And every time I'll pass it, I'll keep saying, you know, I'm going to work at Renew. I'm going I'm to come back. I'm going to be transferred, and I'm going to work here. And I think even while I was speaking with Pastor Phil and Auntie Debbie, I would um, mention, you know, oh, they have the service, Pastor Phil, it's, it's Renew and it's just on Beverly Road, so why am I going all the way down here? So anyway, went down there um, and it, it was good, it was good. I mean, I understand now that that was where God needed or wanted me to be at that time. Um, and, you know, there were, there were some interesting seasons, but overall it was a time of growth and a time of maturity. And yeah, so January this year came round, 
and basically HR got in contact with me and they basically said, oh, you know, Benny, we know that you're from, you're from Hull, so and so and so. I'd mentioned an interest of a job in Hull prior to that. So anyway, they contacted me and, and said, yeah, so, you know, we'd like to offer you this opportunity. We'll pay for you to go to Hull, check out the place and just see whether you like it. If you want to, if you want to transfer, basically, the job is yours. If you don't, you can stay here. While at the same time, my manager, she's a, an awesome woman, and she basically said to me, like, oh, you know, Benny, she knew that my heart was in home. But at the same time, I was this person that she's actually invested so much in as a mentor and um, just a friend. And she was like considering at that time to, to switch positions to become a private practice counselor, meaning that her role as a team leader would become available. And she was like, yeah, you know, you go for this. And the area manager kept on trying to, trying to get me to, to stay back. So anyway, um, came to Hull, looked at the service. And to be honest, I, visually, I wasn't that impressed, if I'm being honest. I think I would, I would be lying if I said that I was. Um, and I think at the time, if I, I tend to think about things quite, you know, I, I like to get things, as Pastor Phil would say, I like to get things, you know, and my husband, you know, on the, you know, it needs to be right, it needs to, it needs to kind of align and make sense in my head. Um, so anyway, I came to visit Hull, and it was nice. I was like, oh, you know, actually living in Hull is, is cool, and, you know, the expensive, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, yeah, so anyway, for you the service, the actual work sounded amazing, but on the outside, it, it, it seemed like, you know, is this, is this really where I wanted to be? So, you know, got on the phone, I was speaking to Luther, like, yeah, you know, Hull's, Hull's cool, but I don't know if I want to be here. You know, it was, it was good to, to come and check it out and stuff, but I, I'm not really sure. And knowing the opportunities that were lying back in Guildford, and Luther had been offered a job elsewhere as well. So there were all these things that we were kind of looking at. And it's like, oh, you know, is this, what, what's actually going on here? So anyway, we, we went back, or I went back to Guildford. And we just decided, you know what, we're going to spend some time and actually pray this through, think it through, and just talk. Not feel rushed into anything. While at the same time, there's like, you know, someone taking me to the office and being like, oh, Benny, you can stay here and just, just hang on for a few weeks and you, you can go for the team you blah, 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 blah. So in my head, I was thinking, okay, like, God, where, what is it? Where do you want us to be? And I was having a conversation with Valerie. You know, it's, it's always Valerie. And she said to me, like, hey, remember, um, last year, exactly this time in January, you actually said that you were going to come back work at Renew, you were going to be transferred, and look at the power of your word. That wasn't a coincidence. Um, and I think it was then that it all just kind of made sense. It all, like everything else, the other bits, the, the other opportunities didn't seem to be as big. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, actually, this is what I said. And this is what I believed God was saying at that time. So even though between then and then there were loads of stuff, 
I kind of looked back and saw that actually this is what I believe God was, God was saying at that time. Um, so yeah, we just basically talked it through, prayed it through, and saw how we're aligned exactly a year from when I've moved. So in January 2018, I moved down south. Um, in January 2019, I was offered this position. Um, and yeah, so we decided, okay, do you know what? Let's do this. And yeah, that's how we ended up in Harwen, and that's a testimony to the glory of God. Yeah, I just wanted many to share that story because um, there is power in what we say. Does that make sense? And today's message is, it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. I don't know whatever the it is for you, but it shall come to pass in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Benny. So today we'll be looking at desire, declaration, and content till the end. So desire, declaration, and content till the end. So I got Benny to share that story because at the initial stage before going to London, she had this desire of wanting to actually be in Hull. Although she had to leave Hull for a season, she wanted to be in Hull. And then she had this declaration of what she felt inside her. And she let those words out. And she was just like, do you know what? I'm going to come back and I'm going to be working here. And it so happens that her life literally aligned in that direction that she came back and she's actually working there. And that's the power of God. Amen. Before we start, uh, before we talk about desire, I want to talk about how the story starts. So the story starts with this lady who makes the decision to say, I'm going to host the prophetic. By saying she's gonna host the prophetic, what I mean is she's going to host the prophet, Elisha. Elisha represents the prophetic. So she's saying, I'm gonna host this prophet. I'm gonna host the word of God. I'm gonna host the presence of God. She made a decision in the first place to say, I'm going to make room in my house. I'm going to create space to actually host the presence of God. And it's from her decision to host the presence of God that that blessing came through. Does that make sense? How we can actually apply that in our lives, from actually making a decision to make time for God, from actually making a decision to make space for God, from actually making a decision to make room for God in our lives that God actually releases his word. Are we getting that? Yeah. Is it it's sinking in? Awesome. So, desire. My question to you today is, what do you want? So today's service is gonna be a little bit different. I'm gonna get you guys at some point on your feet. It's gonna be, it's gonna be very different. So be expectant to see something different today. Be expectant to meet with God, be expectant to hear from God, be expectant. It's a different Sunday, in a way. We'll just trust the Holy Spirit and we'll walk through it together. Amen? Amen. So first thing is desire. What do you want? Desire. 
So a desire is a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen. What do you want? So I'm going to read again 2 Kings 4 from 13 to 17. And this is where the prophet was asking the lady what she actually wanted. And it says, stay with me. And he said to him, say now to her, see, you have taken all the trouble for us. What is to be done for you? Would you have a word spoken on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, what then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, well, she has no son and her husband is old. He said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway and he said, at this season, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your servant. But the woman conceived and she bore a son about that time, the following spring, as Elijah had told her. What do you want? So I think from reading that story, we see in the first place that this woman had a desire in her. Even though she was asked, what do you want? She actually didn't say what she wanted. It was as though it was a secret desire within her heart that she didn't really want to say, because if she actually said it, she would be, maybe, maybe it was from a fear of being disappointed. Am I, am I hitting home anywhere? Like, Because sometimes we might have desires and someone asks you, oh, what do you want? But you're like, nah, I'm okay, I'm fine. It's as though you get so used to, to being okay with the situation, it becomes your norm. And I think for her, it was like, you know, I don't have a child. She's a wealthy woman. She doesn't need anything. She's like, I dwell amongst my own people. I'm okay, I'm fine. I'm all right with this situation. But then again, there was a desire in her, but she, she's not letting it out. She's like guarding it. She's like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. Because if, if she said something like, oh, yeah, by the way, so I've been wanting a child for so and so, yeah. and then it doesn't happen, it's like, it's a sensitive topic, isn't it? It's something that's sensitive. It's something that, yeah, we'll leave it there. It's sensitive. She doesn't want to get her emotions hurt. She doesn't want to get her feelings hurt. So she's like, do you know what? I'd rather keep quiet than to say anything. Because if I said something and then nothing happens, then I'll be disappointed. I don't know if you've ever been there where you're like, do you know what? I'd rather not say anything. I'd rather not speak up. Because if I speak up and nothing changes and nothing happens, then I'll be left sore. Desire. What do you want? What is, what do you want? I don't know if you're thinking about it right now, but I hope you are. What do you want? I love how God sees past her facade. How God sees past the fact that she's saying, do you know what? I don't want anything. But then there's somebody around her that can see actually, there's something you don't have. You have everything, you're wealthy, 
you're okay, it looks like on the outside everything is okay, but there's something that you actually don't have. And then God raised up this voice that actually spoke on her behalf. Because it wasn't really her that, she didn't, she didn't ever at any point say, oh yeah, I wanted a baby, she didn't say anything. But God raised up a voice that actually spoke out for her and said, actually, this lady wants something. This lady is desiring something. And I think how it is, how I can apply that when I was looking at the stories that there are times in our lives also where we need people who will intercede on our behalf, who would speak on our behalf. Because sometimes it's not enough for us to actually do it alone. We need people around us. Like before Benny shared her story, I remember myself, Amy and Benny were in the same situation where we actually all wanted to live in Hull or get a job in Hull. And I remember literally standing at the doorway there with Mrs. B and this was when I was visiting. And we're just having a conversation. And I was saying, oh, my contract is coming to an end in London and it's looking like I might have to move back to Hull. And she literally asked me a question along the lines of, so kind of like, what do you want? So what do you want to happen? What do you want to see change? What, what is it? And I know it wasn't just me. Amy had the same question. Betty had the same question. And we all got together and we prayed. And we were literally just believing that God will provide a job for us. Literally, we're just believing that God, you know what, this is what we want. This is the desire within us. We were open about our desire. We didn't, we didn't say, um, no, we don't want anything. We were, we were actually open about it. We said, do you know what, this is in a safe place. This is people who love us. And we're like, do you know what, this is what I desire. This is what I want to see change. This is what I want to see in my life. This is something that's important to me. And I actually want it. And I'm open about it. Desire. I'm sure we've all come across the scripture where he talks about how God gives us desire. It's in Psalm 37, verse 4, I believe. And it talks about when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us the desire of our heart. But God even puts desire in us, and he's also able to fulfill the desire that he puts in us. So as this woman who is a mother, or who isn't a mother but desiring to be a mother, I'm sure God must have put a desire in her to want to be a mom. Even though she's not saying anything about it, God must have put a desire in her to want it. So I don't know where we're at in our own different situation or in our different stages of life. The particular desires that might be in us that you're thinking, oh no, this is my desire. But what if God has actually put a particular desire in you that he is also able to fulfill? So it's not just coming from you, it's actually a desire from God. So now this might be a silly story. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys quite a lot of story as we go through this today. So I remember at the initial stages of me... I can trust you guys. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's okay. <laughs> All for the glory of God. <laughs> but um, I remember there was a point... At the early stage of, I think when I was at, yeah, I was at, I was at uni or just about going to uni, something along that line. And I had this desire in me. It was a desire where I started liking the mister over there. It was a desire, you know? Oh, 
That's why. <laughs> oh gosh. Do not ask me about this story after at the end of this, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, but <laughs> there was there was a a liking, a feeling, whatever the word is, a desire for the point of this message. I had a desire. And it used to annoy me, and I'm sure Benny will tell you stories. It used to annoy me. I did not like that desire. It was a desire that I would have rather ignored. Like, literally, I was praying for this desire to go away, as silly as this sounds. Like, I was like, God, I don't know why I am liking this person, but please remove this desire from me. Do you get me? I'm sure none of you have been there. You're happy about your desires. <laughs> but, you know... This was a desire that, for me, I was like, God, I don't know why I'm having this desire, but please remove it. And it's so crazy that whenever I would pray that, something would happen where, where God would show me that, do you know what, it's okay, if that makes sense, to actually have this desire. So there was a desire that I was praying away, but I didn't know that actually, what if God has put certain desires in me? That it's like it's. Am I making sense? Yeah. It shall come to pass. <laughs> but yeah, desire. It's just trying to drive home the point that there are particular desires that are in us that God would have put there. And sometimes we may be ignoring it and thinking, oh, is this me? Is this my desire? Is this God's desire? Is this my flesh? Is this spirit? What is this? But they're particular desires that God has actually put in us. And he's able to bring to pass desire. What do you want? So regardless of whether it's a secret desire, tucked in our heart neatly, that no one knows about, God sees it. God knows what's in our heart. He knows what those desires are. In Psalm, four, uh, sorry, in Psalm 145, verse 16, it says, You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. That even those desires that are in us, whatever the desire is, if it's a desire for a new job, if it's a desire for a new home, if it's a desire for good grades, which God works with you to get those good grades, <laughs> whatever the desire is, God can bring it to pass. The next point I'll be looking at is declaration. Declaration. So sometimes we make prophetic declaration without even knowing that it's a prophetic declaration. Sometimes we do know it's a prophetic declaration or sometimes we're just declaring something. Like, so for example, Benny's story, she was literally declaring something that she felt within her. And it was out of a place of desire as well. She was literally saying, I'm going to come back in a year's time and I'm going to work here. It came from a place of a desire, but then it was a declaration. And it was a prophetic declaration, which actually came to pass. Are, we, are you guys with me? Yeah. I'm not losing anybody. Awesome. So my question is, what's the declaration inside you based on the word of God? 
What's the declaration inside you based on the word of God? Because as believers or as children of God, we speak what we want to see come to pass. We call things forth that are not. Are we there? We declare what we want to see. Even in our city, in our home, in our children's life, in our marriage, in our place of work, in our school, we declare what we want to see. Based on the word of God, we start releasing words, declarations. Because we carry life and death in the power of our tongue. It's amazing what our tongue can actually do. It can be a destructive force, but it can also be something that carries a lot of power. This is something I'm sure we all already know, but it, it carries a lot of power, where we literally speak things into existence, where we release things into the atmosphere, and it changes because of what we say. Also partly because of what we think as well. Are you guys with me? So what we think, but also what we say carries a lot of power. I love this scripture, and it's in Job 22, verse 28, and I'm reading the New King James Version. I'm just going to read it. It says, you will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you, so light will shine on your ways. We will declare a thing, and it shall be established. We carry power in our tongue. So sometimes, like I used to hear this when I was little, be careful what you say. Even sometimes it's still said nowadays, be careful what you wish for, be careful what you... Because we carry power to actually bring things into existence. Are you with me? We carry power to bring things into existence. I'm talking this through because this is the direction we're going to go this afternoon. You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. I love what it says in 2 Kings 4.16 where a prophetic word was released over this woman. Despite her thinking I'm okay, despite her thinking I'm all right, I don't need anything, my life is great, I've got a good job, I've got a house, I've got nice family, you know. I've got what I need. I'm okay. I don't need anything. So despite her thinking, do you know what? I don't need anything. Just out of the good of my heart, I just want to host the presence of God or I just want to look after this prophet. And that's it. I don't need anything. Despite her thinking, it's not a problem. It's not an issue. Even though it was, she was thinking it's not a problem. It's not an issue. A prophetic word was released that completely changed her life and literally answered a desire that was within her. It says, and he said, at this season, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. There was that time limit on it. I think after reading it, her reply was, no, my Lord. I don't know why in my head, I just felt like she kind of giggled at it, like, I, I don't know why. It's like, please don't tease me. Don't even go there. Don't say such a thing. 
don't, don't, don't cross the line. We're okay, we're friends, we're good here, but please don't come to this side and cross the line. Are you with me? So she was like, no, my Lord, please don't, don't release any word over me because this time next year, if I don't have a child, I'm gonna be disappointed. It shall come to pass. However, at that time next year, she had a son. It shall come to pass. Contend till the end. Contend till the end. So we do not lose hope. Instead, we contend till the end. We do not lose hope. Instead, we contend till the end. When a prophetic word is released, I think it literally gives you boldness to go before God. It gives you boldness to go before God because you know you're going in with a word. You're like, no, mm -mm, a word was spoken. A word was spoken. A word was released over me. So the other story I'm going to share is, so I've spoken about how we're believing God for a job. And we spend some time, myself, Benny, Amy, and Pastor Debbie, and we prayed. And there was a word our pastor released, and it was that she was hearing the word Hezel. I hear the word Hezel, Hezel. There's a job in Hezel, right? So Amy, by faith, I'm like, God, I received that. I don't know if Amy received it. I don't know if Betty received it, but I received it. We could have all received it. That's cool. We'd be working around the same area. But um, I received the word by faith, and I was like, God, I believe in you. I'm going to be working in Hezel. So I moved back to Hull, and I wasn't working in Hezel. I was, walking, I was working in Howden, <laughs> which is like totally far. <laughs> <laughs> it's still age, close enough, you know, God, thank you. Um, but I was working in Howden. And anyways, long story short, this year, I was looking for work. So I went for my interview, you know, trusting the favor of God, hallelujah. God, you've provided a job for me. I walked in to this interview, and I was like, God, if this is you, I'm going to get this job on the spot. So literally, I did. Like, the interview was so easy. Like, seriously. It was so, so easy. And they gave me the job. And this job was literally in Hazel. So I'm going back home. I'm like, God, do I take this job? Do I not take this job? I don't know. I don't know. What do I do? And I was like, oh, I remember that word that was spoken, you know, in 2017, that I was going to get a job in Hazel. So I was like, OK. That's nice. I'll receive it. I'll, I'll take the job. So I took some time to think, you know, I kind of made them wait for only two days, or within the weekend. And um, yeah. So yeah, accepted the job offer. Only for them to go silent on me, guys. Honestly. So I, I took this job, and I did hear they just ghosted me. You know, <laughs> they literally 
ghost me. They did, didn't reply by email. I tried calling the man. He was telling me about being in a construction meeting. I was like, right, I guess I don't have the job anymore. Um, but that didn't make sense to my natural mind. Because in my head, I'm like, yo, God, believe me for favor. Yes, I got the job at the spot. It's, it said Hazel. What happened? I really did not understand that. It literally felt like I'd gotten this and I was excited. How do I put this? Not literally speaking, but in accordance with what we've just read in the story. It's like having this baby, like, oh yeah, now I have this baby, you know, I'm gonna start work. And then it looks like this child was dead, like seriously, God, what happened? I'm meant to be working in Hazel. I received this word and I'm excited about starting this job in Hazel because I got this word about working in Hazel. What is going on? Anyway, I was like, it's fine. I'm gonna move on. And I had another interview, which so happened to be in Hazel also. So I was like, God, this word, it's in Hazel. So that word you spoke about having a job in Hazel is this one. It wasn't that one that I thought, but this one, it's in Hazel. It's my job, hallelujah. So. I went for my interview and it went well, it was great. It was a lovely company. I'm like, right, okay. I might get it, might not get it. I actually almost didn't go for this interview, by the way. Like literally, but it's good to have pastors. Um, my pastor was like, nah, just go, you know, see what it's like, you never know. I didn't want to go because I thought the job hours was going to be different from what I wanted. So it was going to be 2 p.m. till 10 p.m. And I was like, no, I don't want to work 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. every day. I'd rather work a normal hour. So anyway, got to the interview. I was so calm, answering my questions, giving them examples, you know, doing what you're meant to do. And then I asked them, what's happening with this um, 2 p.m. till 10 p.m. deal? And they're like, oh, by the way, this job isn't the 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. one. It's actually the 8 till 4, 8.30 till 4.30, with sometimes you work long hours. I was like, right. That was good, because I always didn't come for this interview, but hey, I guess that's fine. Yay! So I go home, and the next day, I literally found out that I got the job. And I was like, yay, my Hazel job's here. Woo! <laughs> But, um, <laughs> yeah, I share that story just to say that you don't give up. We contend till the end. Amen. Literally, when I went in the, when I was praying and I was speaking to God, I was literally just saying to God, God, do you know what? I believe this word. You released this word, not in vain. You said there's a job in Hazel, and I've already received that word. So I'm going to be working in Hazel. And yeah, right now, I'm working in Hezel. And that was from a word that was spoken that I received. From a prophetic word that was released. And I just received it. So we contend till the end. Even though it looks like, so that first Hezel one didn't quite work out the way I thought it was going to work out. I don't know why. But I didn't give up hope. I just kept on saying, God, I'm just trusting you. I don't understand what's going on here. I don't know why this has happened. But... I just believe you, that your word shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. 
I love how this lady went straight back to the word. If we look at, I'm going to read it, so it's okay. You don't go there. Second Kings 4, 27 to 30. And it's right at the end. And when she came to the mountain to the man of God, she caught hold of his feet, and Gehazi came to push her away. But the man of God said, Leave her alone, for she is in bitter distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me. Then she said, Did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? He said to Gehazi, Tie up your garment and take my staff in your hand and go. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not reply. And lay my staff on the face of the child. Then the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives and as, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. I love how she didn't go straight into panic mode, even though this child that she's been believing God for, or not believing God for, but got a word about, has just died. She didn't start panicking and go into her flesh, which sometimes is the first reaction, and I can own up that when certain things are not going right the way we expect them, it's so much easier for us to quickly slip into our flesh and either start complaining or just start acting up. We're like, oh, I don't want, and we literally start reacting. But this lady was so focused. She literally just said, no, actually, get the donkey ready. I'm going straight back to that word. I'm going straight back to that word. That word, Elisha, represents that word. He released that word. So she went straight back and said, do you know what? Why did this happen? All throughout that period, she didn't have a breakdown or anything. She was so focused until she got to the man of God. Then she grabbed his feet and she openly expressed herself. For me, what I take from that is sometimes we may not be able to openly express what's going on, but when we go before God, it doesn't really matter anymore who's looking. It doesn't really matter who's trying to push you away. You're like, God, I'm holding on tight to this word that you've spoken. Is that making sense? I'm holding on so tight. That word, Elisha representing that word. When you hold on, you contend with the word. And you're saying, God, no, you spoke this word. You released this word over my life. I'm not going to let go of this word until it comes to pass. Regardless of what's going on. It's like she didn't start. I just, I just love how she reacted. She didn't break down. She didn't start until she got to the man of God. Then she looked, maybe she looked a bit crazy. But Elisha understood, it's like, no, she's in bitter distress. And that's what we take on. It's like in our journey, when God has released the word over us, or we're believing God, and it's not looking quite right, we know who to go back to. 
We know who we can openly express ourselves to and say, no God, this was what you said. This is not lining up at all. This does not look like what you've spoken over my family. This does not look like the vision you've given my life. This does not look like, it doesn't look right, God. Something needs to change, something needs to shift for this thing to align back to your word. I love it. I love it. I love that attitude. I love it. Because that will not be my natural attitude, but I'm learning that we go straight back, straight back to the word of God. And we openly express ourselves before God. And we contend with that word and we say, no, God, this, this has to line up with your word. My health has to line up with your word. My marriage has to line up with your word. My work has to line up with your word. My health, whatever it is, it has to line up with your word and you're stubborn about it and you're saying God I'm not gonna let go of it and you get so serious you're like this is what your word says your word says this this is not happening this has to happen yeah, amen. and you get so stubborn about it you get so do you, do you understand me you get so stubborn about it you're like no God she probably looked crazy that's what I think <laughs> she's like she grabbed hold of his feet so tightly. It's like, no, I'm not letting go. You hold on so tightly to that word, and you're like, no, God, this has to align back to your word. Even as we declare things over this city, and sometimes people say different things about her, but we're like, no, God, this city has to look like this. Because we have power in our tongue to release the truth. That it needs to align back to the word of God. That even when it doesn't look right and it looks like, God, what's going on? It looks like complete chaos. We have to speak that alignment. Things has to align back to the word of God. What do you want? It shall come to pass. I love how God says that he perfects that which concerns us. And that which concerns us, I know it, it, it's not just our family, it's, it's our friends, it's our relatives, it's, it's our city, it's those that are around us at work, that God says he perfects it. He perfects that which concerns us. So today's message, when I was preparing, I really just felt like it was more a prophetic declaration over our lives. That word, it shall come to pass. I don't know what the it is for you, but I hope throughout you've been thinking, what is that it, God? What is that vision you've given me? What is that word that you've spoken? What is that thing that I'm feeling deep inside me? What is it that needs to come out? What is it? We have to get so stubborn about it. <laughs> Whilst I was preparing as well, I also thought about how... Um, 
in this house, this house meaning the threshold, the word that's been released over us this year is sons manifesting. As children of God, that we will manifest. And that's one it. You might have other it's, but that's one it. That as a son of God, that I will manifest. That I will manifest wherever I find myself. As a child of God. And I know that God is already doing that in this household. That he's already like, you know, revealing us as his children. But I don't know if there's any other area like, actually, God, no, in this area, yeah, I need to manifest as your child here. God, in that area, I need to manifest as your child. Oh, God, how do you want to manifest me as a child? I'm not sure where we're at in this story. But wherever it is, it's like, God, as a child, I have to manifest I have to manifest your kingdom. Because I love how it's not about us. That, yeah, we're sons of God, but it's not about us. It's about revealing the kingdom. It's about being at work as well. God is really teaching me this. That it's about being at work, but people knowing that actually you carry something different. That you're not just here to work as in like, yeah, I'm just here to do. But I'm a light. I am a child of God. That even in our school, that we can manifest there as a child of God. That people look at you and they're like, nah, there's something different about this one. There's something different about this person. Because you're a child of God. We're meant to be different. And it's not in a place of like arrogance or anything like that. But it's from a place of I know who I am as a child of God. That I will manifest. <laughs> That's one that this year, like God, we have to take it so seriously, guys. We have to take it really seriously. Like, no, this word was released. God, I have to manifest as a child. I have to be revealed as your child. People need to know that you exist <laughs> because creation is waiting to see the children of God manifest. Creation is waiting to see you manifest. Creation is waiting to see you manifest. Creation is waiting. They want to see the children of God. So it's like, no, I have to manifest as a child of God. Wherever I find myself. Wherever I find myself. It shall come to pass. That we will have testimonies next year. And like, no, actually... God revealed himself through me in this way. God did this through me in this way as a child of God. That people begin to recognize that, yes, I'm different because I'm a child of God. It shall come to pass. What do you want? What do you want? So as I'm wrapping up, as I'm coming to an end, I think about how before starting this current job that I'm at, 
I don't know, I just felt like, you know, I need to write down all the things that I want to see in my job. That was just a thought in my head. Hopefully, inspired by God. I was like, I need to write it down. What do I want to see in my next job? And I was writing little things like, I want to be in a creative environment. I want to be able to listen to music whilst I work. I want to be surrounded with people who are just naturally very positive and actually happy to be at work. Like the little things like that, just being in the right environment. I just started writing a list of things that I want to see. I want to have a certain amount of holiday. I was literally just writing it down. Like, what do I want to see in my next job? And honestly, I can say that I'm in this job right now. And I go back and I'm like, sometimes I'm in tears and I'm like, wow, God, even that tiny little thing that I was just writing for the sake of writing, you answered that. I know. <laughs> like, he answered that. It's like, what do you want? Like, I didn't, like, post my list anywhere, like, you know, where people post their jobs and I post the list of what I wanted, like, this is the kind of job. I didn't post that anywhere, but God knew that that was what I wanted. And literally, I'm working in that kind of place that I can have conversations with she's like, wow, you really like it at this place, don't you? I'm like, I guess that's, that's an answered prayer. That's just me seeing God bring it to pass my desire. Just me, you know? that he cares that much. About the little things, even the very tiny little things, he cares. It shall come to pass. So I don't know what your desire